Crosschoke, the TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. This episode was brought to you by Next Generation Services, proudly serving Butte, Montana, since 2017. Visit them at buttelandscapers.com. What is up? Yes. I've been barking all morning. Yeah, barking up the wrong trees. <laughs> my dogs like my dogs have been barking. Uh, I was thinking, remember when we had to, used to have to record at like 6 in the morning? <laughs> oh, man. How did we ever live our lives like that? Because I was thinking, I'm so much more alive and active now that we're doing it mid-morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before, yeah. I, it was just like a chill. Really? <laughs> Like, hey, it's like, hey what man, do you think about the social injustices of the world? You know, man, I don't really care. But now it's like, <laughs> I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what I think. All right, welcome to season four, episode 26 of Cross Joke. I am Dakota, and I am also joined, like always, with the zesty, the sour Zach Anderson. You know, that is me. You just described me in a nutshell. That's right. That's on that Instagram bio. <laughs> So I heard you're uh, fundraising <laughs> to travel to Sokovia. I think the right term is itinerating. Itin- oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I know it was a toss-up between either Wakanda or yeah, Sokovia. Yeah, I, I really felt called to Wakanda until I started learning about the recent cultural injustices there. And I just don't think I could bring my family there safely. Right. But Sokovia, on the other hand, they can handle a couple bombs. Okay. Children survive those all the time. Oh, is that right? It's a great documentary about it on Disney plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to leave in like, uh, five to 10 years, depending on the multiverse timeline. So, Okay. Yeah, depending upon when you go see your Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. See if you get cleared. Yeah, he's got to clear me before I fly out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so WandaVision got done. Speaking of. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It's great. Guys, go watch that, please. I think today, we're recording this on Friday, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, whatever mm. that one is, comes out next week. But I think today there's like some sort of behind the scenes thing dropping on Disney Plus today for WandaVision. New Grey's Anatomy episode just came out, too. Oh, I've never... I I could not tell you anything about that show. It's so feminine. Yeah. But I love it. Okay. Yeah. There's been a... a like, You're like, that makes sense. You know, I get it. <laughs> you have a house full of three ladies. You're turning into an Alex. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Our friend Alex has just a girl dog, a girl wife, of yeah, course. But... <laughs> and <laughs> three girls for daughters... Yeah. Um, but he's so manly. He will, he'll literally wear a bulletproof vest around for weeks at a time just to perk up those muscles. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go eat a cheeseburger and perk up and that watch stomach. Frozen. <laughs> so WandaVision was, it was good. I thought it could have been way better, personally. With the finale, with the whole series, with... I I feel like I'm opposite of everyone else in the world. I loved the first two episodes. Same. And then I started to lose interest. Mm. You yeah. know the... Yeah, episode seven, I believe. Seven and eight were like kind of a grind. The yeah, it was, was like, okay. it was too it was slow-paced for those episodes. It kind of stretched out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like the first couple, you start learning a bunch of context clues about the story and everything but then at the end it just kind of gets really boring yeah i i agree like yeah f- episode five six seven somewhere right in there yeah those seem like they dragged out a little bit yeah the finale was i thought they did a really good job with vision specifically that character arc with how he met himself and yeah kind of restored his memories it seemed too thing. quick to me personally yeah it, needed, it seemed uh, way too fast 
And so I was still trying to catch up on a lot of those parts. Mm. Yeah, the Theseus thing, and then all of a sudden it was over. Yeah, yeah and then and I'm like, flies off, and you're like, wait, what? And I was kind of like, that's it? There's no, like, I don't know. I was way more interested in that than Agatha versus Wanda. Like, I oh, would, yeah, the Vision rather, thing? Yeah, I would rather spend more time with Vision and Vision. Yeah. Double Vision. I felt like they cut out a bunch somewhere. And there was a, uh, since the finale, I think the director shared with COVID restrictions, because it hit about midway through oh, that. Oh, that's probably why. They had one more episode planned. That's probably exactly why. Because there was so, it just feels like it was really long in the middle, and then there was just this jump, and it was just done. Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. But overall, very well done. Yeah. This is Cross Choke, if you didn't already know. One of three podcasts from the Fight Life Ministries. Thank you for joining us, and as always, you can get early ad-free access to Cross Choke by joining us on patreon.com slash Ministries. Also gain access to Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch for as little as $1 a month. A dollar. A what, do, what did you say that equals a day? Like three cents? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I remember dude. you posted on three Facebook. Three cents, bro. Three cents. Come on. But it helps us continue to make good content, upgrade our equipment. That's right. Hopefully we're sounding nice and crispy. That's right. But Dakota, you just did the last Cross Choke Plus. And it was about a servant's heart. Mm-hmm. And what was cool is you kept it under 15 minutes. I know. It was actually like 13 and a half minutes or Woo. something. And yeah, that was hard. I just tried to leave the good parts. <laughs> right. But it was very intentional on your behalf. It yeah. wasn't like you didn't have anything to share. But it was like um, in the beginning of your episode, you were talking about, I'm going to try to keep this under 15 minutes just to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Respect your time. Exactly. But it was a great message about learning the servant's heart. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. just the general concept. Uh, and yeah, it was really worth listening to. So if you're out there, what? If you're out there, can you hear me? <laughs> if there's anybody out there, but you did a fantastic job on that last cross joke plus. So Thanks man. Encourage anyone out there to go ahead and, um, join us at Patreon $1. You can gain access. Yeah. Use it as an Easter gift. Merry Easter. Merry Easter. Here you go. Happy birthday, Flavio. Happy Easter, Flavio. To be, to be or, or not, not to be. be. Is that a Shakespeare thing? Yes. Yeah. I remember in my sophomore year of high school, we spent a lot of time with literature, you know, poems and plays. And, yeah. You know, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Mockingjay? Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingman. <laughs> he's he's a mocker. you? You know, I wish I would have paid more attention to some of those things. I did, Were you, you know. a Sparks Notes type of guy? Not even that. I just oh, was wing it. I was. Yeah? yeah? I did a couple times, but I didn't even... I, I, I was really good at doing the least amount to Me get too. by without I, even doing much I more. was the same. You know? This is such a lame excuse, but I worked a full-time job in high school from my sophomore year until now. <laughs> but, so I literally, I would get off, I would get out of school at 3, and then I'd work 4 p.m. to midnight. Every day of the week, except Wednesdays when I had youth group and Sunday mm. nights when we had church. So I was just like, I don't have time to do this. And I was like, school's stupid. It's lame. It's not important. I already have a job flipping burgers, making bank. Right. So anyways, yeah. I don't know much about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Either. So Dakota, is God who he says he is? Of course. Prove it. You prove that he isn't <laughs> buddy where did god come from where did god not come from exactly buddy does your bible tell you yes where why is your bible right if you didn't know what we're talking about <laughs> because in my head i'm already like let me dissect each of these questions mm-hmm. really quick but first off i love when you're talking with someone who's trying to discredit god and they say, well, then use use something other than the Bible to prove that he's real. It's like, okay, use something other than science to prove that the Big Bang Theory happened. Mm-hmm. That's the, the equivalent. It's like It really is. Because you always need to remember that first and foremost, the Bible is 
is is history documented. Yes. You know, it's not just something out of the And proven historical documents. Yeah, exactly. Tested it, over time. Exactly. And so when yeah, exactly when somebody's telling you to use something else other than original source, they're telling you to <laughs> find something else to prove it's what like, you're okay, trying to Okay, let prove. me just go walk outside. Yeah. Oh, well, let me think. But of for a great example, you can do that. And that's just it. <laughs> so, very good. So, if you did not know, today we're going to kind of discuss um, kind of uh, an open conversation. We have a general idea of what we'll talk about, but we'll yeah. kind of just see where this goes. But is this idea of atheism, um, Christianity, how do we converse with somebody who might be an atheist? Yeah. And, of course, just as kind of a uh, um, to lay the ground, so to speak, is we're not trying to attack the atheistic no, viewpoints. No, I, I love atheists. And, but... We we love atheists. We love we love people, mm-hmm. but we want to attack anything that is antichrist. Yeah, anything that's not truth. You know, whether it's Islam or mm-hmm. or um, atheism, is anything that is combative to Jesus is King. Should we we should be equipped to point out where it's wrong and yeah. how to bridge the gap between where that person is yes. to Christianity. So that's kind of the the. Preface? preface? No, yeah, that's great. Is that a preface? Yeah. Is that the right word? Preface? I believe so. Prefix? I, I think that if you are a person who has any sort of moral code, it should be your underlying duty to be against false falseness or lies, right? So whether you're an atheist but you have a moral code, mm-hmm. you should be against falseness. So Dakota, where do we want to go with this? Do we want to maybe look at some of the atheistic worldviews um, and kind of go from there and see where the Bible is. Yeah. Or, you know, um, again, we're going we're, we're going to go into Scripture. Yes. Because Scripture is where everything stems off of, and we believe the Scripture is God-inspired. The living Word of God. Verbal, plenary inspiration. Yeah. I've talked about that before. Is God inspired the hearts of men to pen in such a way as to capture the heart of God through their own perspective. That reminds me of a great point in youth group. I like to quiz our students as I preach, just to kind of keep them Mm. engaged. And so I don't remember what book we were out of, but I was Mm. like, who wrote the book of Romans? And I heard one kid shout out the Holy spirit. I was like, yes. Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Here you go. (laughs) Jesus. And also, (laughs) I, one one time I asked, "Who wrote the book? Who wrote the books of Philippians?" And one and a kid said, "Philip." <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Philippi. <laughs> so Dakota, let me ask you this question: Yeah, what if I was to say to you that I am spiritual, not religious? Mm. Okay, what should it what what should it matter if there's a God or not? Sure. You know, maybe where could we talk about that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I answer that, yeah. doing a bunch of research before this podcast, mm-hmm. I wanted to get great examples of where atheists think, how they think, what they think about. And on YouTube, I just couldn't find anything. Hmm. All I could find, and I don't know if it's just the algorithm because I've always looked at the Christian perspective. Mm. I could not find anything about atheists having a point that uh, proceeds a Christianity, Christian viewpoint. Mm. So yeah. Anyways, your question that you are someone who's spiritual, Mm -hmm. but you don't think it's important to follow a God specifically. Mm. What are some bridges we can make? Yeah. I might ask you about, I might make it personal from mm-hmm. there if if you are spiritual and talk about uh, what spirituality looks like to you. Sure. Yeah. So, like, what do you mean? What do you yeah, mean that you're exactly. spiritual? And that's a good point. We've I've done a um, what is it called a cons- not a cons- uh, consensus where you do like a uh, a survey in a given area where sure that like, sounds like a, a census a census something like that yeah not consensus man I'm all over the, whatever but like where you like 40% say they're spiritual but not religious. Okay. Um, 30% would say they're believing Christians. Sure. You know, whatever. Um, so we've, we've, I've done some of those um, surveys and such uh, through different ministerial programs and 
things where you can kind of see what your area is yeah. around your church or whatever. And a lot of people would say that they're spiritual but don't have an affiliation or sure. would say they agree with a denomination. Yeah. And, you know, like this kind of comes into mysticism or... They believe saying, in like the universe The universe. I hope the universe is on your side. Or fate. Good vibes your way. Karma. You know, exactly. That's a lot of people are kind of there. Yeah. And the more secular our society becomes, the kind of less and less you see that. Sure. But I do feel like there's this weird mixture of mysticism within the secular community that we're in because yeah. people are still longing for something else. Yeah. You know, um, I think we're seeing some of the fruit of people putting faith in people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like sometimes the greatest blessing to people having opened eyes to the Christian faith is being let down by other people. Mm. You know, like say in with Islam, some of the greatest blessings to Muslims coming to faith is is Islam itself. Sure. Because they're like, if if my if the Islamic God is this way, why is there things like ISIS and man, my sure. family's getting bombed? But you have to be careful about that mm -hmm. because that same blessing to the Muslim mm -hmm. could be a curse to the Christian, a Christian whose faith is in people and mm -hmm. not God, mm -hmm. who who says they believe in God, but then they see why is this pastor preaching misogyny mm -hmm. and why is this person preaching about racism? And why is this person doing that to them? Now their pillars broken and they're back at square one too. Mm -hmm. That's true. It, it kind of comes full circle, but I think the yeah. principle within that is God can use what the enemy meant for our harm. Yeah. For our good. That's good. You know, and I think that's very personal in each. Cause now faith life. is strengthened between, or it has the ability to be strengthened that's it. for all people. The opportunity, uh, no matter the faith. That's right. So coming back to kind of our person who says, man, I'm just kind of a spiritual person. What does it matter? Yeah. You know, I think that that person also has a tendency to say, how dare you say I'm wrong? Yeah. And they're because they that's be more my sensitive. this is my story. My truth. You can't tell me about what I've been through. Exactly. So within that, you can start to kind of dissect society itself. Yeah. And be like, okay, so if God does not exist, what right. you're saying. Because there are truths that apply to everyone, no matter right. your story. That's totally You can't true. deny gravity. You're like, you can't tell me I didn't fly for three hours in the sky. That happened to me. At that point, it might be a little harder to make some bridges. <laughs> but if, if I was to tell you that if God does not exist, then... Because you got to keep kind of a logical format in your head. So sure. what, we're, what we're talking about is apologetics. Right. It's defending your faith with with reason and uh, whatever the other word is. With just being able to <laughs> to to soundly protect your faith and explain it in a way that makes sense to somebody right. who has no idea. Right. So, but if God does not exist, then objective moral values and do and 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 uh, responsibilities do not exist. Exactly. There's no moral law of the universe. Exactly. Now, if they would probably not agree with that, right? Because they're they would probably say something to the extent of, "Man, I, we're supposed to just do good to everybody," right? You know, things like that, which comes into okay. Then those are moral values yeah. and duties, which in turns the 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 what they're implying is yes, there has to be a God, because mm -hmm. otherwise there would be no objective moral values and duties. Yeah. And in that, you could kind of have this framework. And we've talked about um, William Craig, On Guard. Um, it's a great book out there if you're a book person. His friends call him Bill. <laughs> Billy. Billy Craig. <laughs> but without God, there are no, there's no format of life. Exactly. And so what if I was to tell you, Dakota, that in life we can sometimes just say that morals – and values exist without any foundation. Hmm. Meaning, like, let's say, for example, that the tribe in Africa knows to do good to each other just because it's in our human um, uh, DNA and our, our, our human nature is to yeah. save people. You know, so if I was just to say, man, we don't need a God for that. That's just how we're we're supposed to make humans live longer and we're supposed to take care of each other. Yeah, well, that that would be the atheist argument is that mm -hmm. the goal behind it is as a species of humans, we want to further our species, uh, which would mean, you know, making more and surviving longer. Mm -hmm. And so 
we do good to each other because it furthers our society as a species of humans. Mm -hmm. So to the person who's like, would say that they're spiritual, we could try to pull out, okay, what does that mean to you? How does that mean? How does that look to society? Okay, we're supposed to do good to all people, whatever kind of positive Mm -hmm. things you could pull from that. Okay, well, that leads to this idea that that's from God. God created objective morals and values and duties and purpose. Sure. In there, there's happiness. The atheistic worldview does not result in happiness. But, right. but they will tend to try to pull things from, say, the Christian worldview to sure. their own side. But it's illogical because it's it doesn't only possible fit. with a God existence. It's a so, square peg in a circle hole. That's right. That's right. And so being able to, like, gently – again, we're yeah. not, like, arguing with these people. Exactly. You know, even though you, it may, but you're like, okay, here, let's just talk about this logically. Yeah, because logically you cannot live a happy life with objective morals, values, and truths mm-hmm. without a God existing. Yeah. So if objective morals and values exist, therefore God exists. Right. So it's kind of a very simple, um, again, logical kind of. Well, uh, what about the person who says they're not spiritual? They they think there's no such thing as spiritual guidance in mm-hmm. the earth, and that's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. So this is where we could kind of switch gears from a... uh, Maybe it's someone who's agnostic, where they're just like, I don't care. We're here, we die, it's lame, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what's best for me because I just want that. So what we want to attach that person to is almost purpose. Okay, so why are you here? You know, conversations like this, why do we exist? Sure. Kind of another good way to to take that conversation is to say something like... um, why does the universe exist? Or yeah. how about why did the universe begin to exist? So what they might come with are things like the Big Bang, and um, uh, they might be the person who's like all about evolution. Sure. And we talk about this kind of concept like something cannot come from nothing. Yes. Right. Something cannot come and from And that's nothing. the same argument that atheists will make to Christians too. Mm-hmm. How could God create this? God, where does God come from? Mm-hmm. Like, He's something. How does he, how is he a thing? Right. Here's kind of a fun discussion: is even the even the vacuum emptiness of space is something. Yeah. Try to think of nothing. Right. You know, it's it's like it's like super super difficult because anything and everything could. You know, the experience of of truth in creation. Okay, yeah. Is that if the vacuum of space is nothing, then anything and everything can come from nothing Mm -hmm. but god created yeah you know it's a creation so when somebody's trying to say like that the big bang like two atoms happen to hit or whatever that is actually a lot more true than not because if somebody is trying to say they believe in the big bang a christian could easily say yes i believe in the big bang as well here's why in the beginning god created he spoke into existence yeah blasted the universe into being yeah you know it's it's a created world we're in. Yes. Either that's way, it. something was created. And that's just it. So if you can... But atheists hate using the word create. Create. Exactly. They hate so that. So if you say something instead of, like, we want to maybe avoid, that's a that's a no-go word, you know? Yeah. Well, let's say, okay, do you believe that whatever began... Maybe made. <laughs> or exists. Yeah. Like, let's say if whatever began to exist has a cause. Okay. So, like... Somebody created this coffee cup. Manufactured. Man- somebody manufactured this cup for yeah. a reason. I'm a manufacturist. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us, we are now manufacturers. <laughs> right? So let's say that this cup had a reason for its existence. Yeah. Okay. Right. You'd agree with me. I mean, it's pretty empty. You know, because I used it. it, it it's, <laughs> it's, it's fulfilled its reason for oh, me. Oh, man, that'll preach. <laughs> So whatever begins now to it exist, needs to be refilled. Come on, right. somebody. Where's the organ at? Oh wow, that was way too hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a death battle. <laughs> cup versus cup. It's like it's like avoiding the coffee, trying to pour in it. <laughs> okay, so whatever begins to exist has a cause, has yeah. a reason. Now, what if I was to say the universe began to exist? It had a it had a start. Okay. 
Now, the only logical conclusion from point one to point two is that the universe has a cause. It had a reason for being. It has a, had had a reason for being manufactured. Yeah. It had a reason for its cause, or it had, a, it had a reason for its existence. So you could kind of, most people will agree with you that the, the universe had a beginning. I mean, that's kind of a, you know. Uh, what, would, what would someone say if they didn't think it had a beginning? Um, there's some points of like math, ma- uh, mathematics um, that says the universe has always been like it's never it never had a beginning. Sure. Uh, but but that doesn't make sense. And that's it's, it's a difficult point to try to to try to say um, because from any past point we can reach the present is kind of another another okay. argument. But yeah, it's kind of like a multi-universe. Yeah. Type of thinking. Mm-hmm. That, that it's, there's never been a beginning, almost. That's kind mm. of the idea. But yet, there's this Big Bang theory that attaches into that. But yet, that was always, a, that was like after something else. Mm. You know, it's it's kind of a hard point to dispute that there's a beginning. Because also, you could prove this point by the ever-expanding universe that we're in. Um, because it's, it's, it's continuing to get bigger from a central point, which means it had a beginning. So... Do you think it's rendering like a, like a video game? <laughs> like cyberpunk? Like we haven't discovered the outer rim of of uh, the universe, so it hasn't rendered yet? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. <laughs> so it's, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like, sure. I'm like deep in this next thought, so I'm like not even listening to what you're saying. <laughs> um, there's another way to look at it, it's like ther- thermodynamics and huh. different ways in which you can get really sciencey but i know and i'm not nowhere near capable of explaining some of those things because i don't even understand it but this idea of that the expansion of the universe uh the beginning of time itself you know um just that this, the universe has a beginning it started at some point yeah that's pretty easy point so Whatever begins to exist has a cause. Okay, no one will disagree with you. This this cup was manufactured for a reason. It had a start. Mm-hmm. The universe had a start. So in your conversation with an atheist, you'd be like, okay, do you agree with me? Okay, therefore, the only logical conclusion is that the universe has a cause. Mm. That only logical cause is a creator. Hmm. So that's kind of a, I like it. a logical Way to talk about that? For someone who's not spiritual. Exactly. So kind of the first one talking about morals and values and truths and the spiritualist, right? You kind of can can channel that into this idea of, man, only God can can hold a standard like that and do that. So, man, I'm not into that, right? So then another way that you could look at it if somebody's coming at you from a logical standpoint is looking at, well, let's look at creation. You know, let's look at where, you know, nothing – um, can come out of nothing. I love talking about creation. Yeah? Yeah. I love... Well, there's this documentary that I watch about once a year called Genesis is History. Mm. Uh, and it's just... It's a bunch of scientists, and it's a documentary just going through different points that they've seen that has proven that the book of Genesis is history mm. and why it's not, like, nonfiction. And uh, it's just really cool. When you look at it like that, that it's not just a story, that it's a, it's a factual documentation of what happened. Mm, that's good. Yeah, breaking down like that each day of creation was a literal day, be, and that in the Hebrew, like they had a whole bunch of different words they could use for day or time, but they chose day, like 24 hours, sure. and it's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. You know, something to remember, too, in in creation is Dakota, you, you and I have been talking about this. It's kind of a very interesting discussion is that creation alone is enough to point somebody to God. Absolutely. And we talk about that in Romans, eight, which hurts my head or not Romans eight Romans one verse 18 through, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think like 23 or something. But then after we talked about, and I might be jumping the gun, no, here, but it. let's go. We talked about Buckle how up. does this make sense? Then the next day I wrote Romans 2, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, the answer's right here. <laughs> the Bible explained itself. What in the world? Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, let me let me, let me me get the old the old book and old paper here. So, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. 
because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Mm. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart heart their their foolish hearts were darkened. Hmm. But in there it talks about they are without excuse. Yeah. Because of the creation God has made. Sure. And this kind of is a is a really interesting discussion because you could really ask the question, well, if that is the case, if creation alone is enough to point somebody to God, then what are the need to go? What's the yeah. need for the missionary to go overseas if creation alone is enough? Yeah, which is a great, almost paradoxical yes. question. Kind of a, it's a super fun discussion. Nothing to get lost in because scripture is very, very clear that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yes. Um, to every tribe, ta- na- every tribe, nation, and tongue. Yeah. Now, yet, through creation, it, it talks about in verse 20 that we his eternal power and divine nature, those two things are what's considered a valid revelation of God, mm-hmm. is his power and his divine nature. Mm-hmm. Now, if creation alone is enough, then justice can be served if that person goes to hell. Yeah. Very harsh word. It is. <laughs> but but honestly, when you break it down and think about it, inherently, you know what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Even from a young age, even from the point of, you know, one years old, mm-hmm. and your parents say, don't do that or do that. You know before you do that action that this mm-hmm. is wrong. Sure, there's some things yet to be taught and that's walked right. through, but you know if I push this over the table, that's that's bad. Mm-hmm. If I push my mom down the stairs when I'm four, <laughs> that's naughty. <laughs> that's naughty. Yeah. Now, like we could go into, I believe it's in Acts eight, or I believe it's Acts eight, the Ethiopian uh, eunuch where Philip and I, I said Peter the other day, and I knew it was wrong. Philip is the ah. one that came alongside the chariot. He heard the guy reading the scriptures talking about he'll be like a lamb going to the slaughter. He won't, sure. you know, whatever. And Philip's like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? He goes, how can I unless someone shares? Yeah. Unless someone explains this to me. That's the function yeah. of the missionary. The missionary comes alongside what Absolutely. God's already doing. God's working in every person that you ever make eye contact with. Right. Our job as pastors, as ministers, as missionaries, as Christ ambassadors is to come alongside what God's already doing in that person and, and explain and help and guide. Now, that doesn't mean that person is going to be receptive to it, but there's something in them yeah. that they're either working through or have already rejected from God. Absolutely. Like, so nobody's without excuse. God is calling each person by name every day. Yeah. And that is the... That is the function of us as pastors and missionaries is to either be that person or help send that person. Absolutely. You should always be a, be a part of the equation of reaching lost people. Lastly, Dakota, in this discussion, <laughs> uh, this is really this is a fun discussion. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, one other thing that I wanted just to kind of mention, and I don't know if you have anything else to say, oh. is the rejection of God because of past experiences. Yeah. So Which is if, probably the yeah, most common. That's totally true. You know, and, and I know as as we are each growing in ministerial experience, yeah, experience is no guarantee of wisdom, right? Yet we can. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm gonna. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But here's the thing, though: is we learn. Just because yes. you've experienced a lot doesn't mean you're going to learn in the absolutely. But as you experience more and more people, I guess, and stories and where people are. And it's, 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 uh, I don't know the word, like being able to show compassion Mm -hmm. to those people. We talked about that with Enneagrams last week. Um, but what I wanted to kind of share is if I was to come to you and say, I cannot agree that God loves me because I lost my child. Yeah. I'm homeless. This happened. Yeah. This, you know, why, if they're suffering in but the that world. that person already believes in mm-hmm. God. If they do or don't. Yeah. Well, if someone come up, comes up to me and says, 
uh, I don't believe that God loves me, mm-hmm. they're inherently saying there is a God, but he doesn't love me. Yeah. So that's great ground one to work on. Okay, there is a God. Let's look at his actual identity mm-hmm. and truth behind it. That's yeah, how I would. That's good. That's how I would come across. Now that. let's say on the other side. Let's say if man, I don't believe there's a God because this has happened to me. This has happened or whatever. Fill sure. In the blank of man. If God, if there is a God, why would He let these things happen? Exactly. So in that instant, instance, I love those discussions with people. So where might be somewhere that you would take that conversation? Absolutely. Um, you know, if we are looking at all the negative things that's happened in your life. Mm-hmm. We can turn to, well, does that mean if only positive things have happened in your life that there is a God? Mm. And then maybe we can break down life itself. Just the fact that you're here living, breathing is a blessing. Okay, then that means that there is a God out there that loves you enough that he gave you life. Sure. Yet, why did he take my the life away from my so that's So it's a hard for me it would be a hard bridge mm-hmm. but someone who believes oh never mind you yeah. said it's someone who doesn't believe in god yeah, but yeah. they're saying god take took away my child then they are saying that there is a god mm-hmm. and so you just bring it back to scripture well god doesn't god doesn't hmm. cause right. harm in your life and it's not that he wants harm in your life he wants the best thing for you possible Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, you're totally right on because where where that person, I think, would be coming from, what they're actually trying to say is that if God exists, suffering can't exist. Yeah. You know, that it's it's a... It's hard because you're, you're trying to make an argument where the tables keep shifting. Mm-hmm. There's no God because this happened. Mm-hmm. This happened because God made it happen. And so then you have to switch again. That's right. That's totally it, you know. But it's all tied to emotions, so you just got to break down that emotional mm-hmm. barrier. That's and that's just it. There's, there's, I think there's two versions. There's a logical version and then an emotional, yeah, version. In the, the you look like you're about to beat somebody up. <laughs> if you you can't see me right now, <laughs> but I'm using my hands a lot. <laughs> right now, he looks like he's got two fists of logic and emotions. I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at a, at a bodybuilding competition as I'm talking. <laughs> this is logic. This is emotion. <laughs> yeah. I am in the middle. <laughs> um, so you could look at it intellectually and uh, emotionally. Yeah. So intellectually, I'm saying God exists and suffering exists. They're, they're logically inconsistent. Yeah. Now... You could also look at it in uh, the emotional way is saying that, you know, it, I don't like that God would allow suffering. Yeah. Therefore, I'm not, I don't believe he exists. So most of the time, people are coming at you at an emotional. Yeah. In the emotional way. But if someone's trying to say logically, how can good exist when there's so much bad? Uh, if God is so good, you know, why is this happening? So a world with suffering actually might be more preferred than a world without it. Sure. And that's something interesting to think about. And also that human freedom, which we all have, everybody would agree that I can choose to do whatever I want. That's human freedom. It entails that God cannot create just any world that he desires. Yeah. Because that would, I I cannot make you do something freely. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I mean, I can't control you. I could I could do as much as I want to you. But at the end of the day, you're going to make the choices you want. Mm. So it's logically impossible to make someone do something freely. Ooh, like WandaVision. It, exactly. Well, I don't know. She was pulling it off. Well, but they yeah, weren't doing it. <laughs> but it, she wasn't showing love. Mm. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Because when that free will clicked. And those, and they had the option to say, mm-hmm. "What's going on?" There was mm-hmm. no love there. That's true. Yeah. So, that's kind of the the logical. I could go on that for a long that's time good. too. Yeah. Specifically because I have an atheist friend, mm-hmm. and when we were having these discussions on basically a weekly basis, mm-hmm. 
the main point that he couldn't wrap his head around was the paradox of free will. Mm. That, like, he understood that God gave us free will out of love. But then his thought was, is it really free will if God knows the plan for your life? Mm. And so that was really hard yeah. conversation. Yeah. Because I'm going to walk out of the store in an hour. God knows I'm going to do that. So is that free will for me? And I was like, oh, this is, yeah. that was a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. And technically, yes, because God is all knowing yet limits himself to your decisions. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's, that but is a balance. It's easy to explain. Yeah. Harder for a person mm. to understand. And that might be a great segue into our uh, verse of the week. Definitely. Unless you had more to, uh, to talk um, about. Yeah, yeah. One other thing, just going back to kind of this emotional or logical rejection of God depending upon suffering, is that uh, with emotions, you know, just to kind of bring this home for people because I feel like it's all of us can um, benefit from kind of the idea that when somebody's rejecting God because of uh, suffering, and if they're trying to say logically this cannot exist, that's very uh, that's a, such a burden hmm. of of intelligence to yeah. try to prove. So if they're trying to share, you know, man, it just it's, it cannot happen for there to be something yeah. in God. Let them continue to explain. Yeah, because it's it's a the burden of proof that is on the atheist's shoulders at that point is so heavy to bear in trying to show that the coexistence of God and suffering is impossible. So, what if they say it's improbable? That, like this would be them saying, okay, I just don't get it. I don't mm. get why God would allow me to go through what I've gone through and I'm such yeah. a good person. Now that's where we could start to work, you know, where we could start to gain some ground because we're done trying to convince them that God exists. At this yeah. point, they're like, okay, if God exists, you know, they're not saying God doesn't exist. If God exists, then why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? Yeah. So in that idea, only an all-knowing God could grasp the the complexities yeah. of directing a world of free people toward his envisioned goal yeah. without controlling them. That's good. You know, are we have human limitations, you know, we don't, we don't see everything that we think we see, mm -hmm. you know, with the, 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 the scope of evidence, you know, it's the probabilities are relative to the background information that we know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more probable than not that God's work might involve suffering in order to achieve God's goal. Yeah. So the conclusion in this idea is that relative to our understanding and God's all-knowing uh, sovereignty mm -hmm. is who are we to say, yet Christ even suffered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Christ himself suffered an unimaginable pain yeah. and the weight of sin. Yep. It's not just a physical thing, but he experienced sin when he knew no sin. Yeah. He became our sin. Like, that is That's when, heavy. when he was rejected on the yeah. cross. And because God could, God the Father had no choice but to let him go. Yeah. To, because that, that's the sin that needs to be killed. Yeah. So he is our example and we're to follow in his steps. Mm -hmm. Now, proving that suffering is part of God's plan is actually pretty simple because it's all over scripture. Right. I mean, the, no one had an easy time. But that's a hard pill to swallow. It really is because humanism yeah. talks about that. He, my happiness exactly. is why it's God most exists. important. Yeah. God wants what's best for me. That's and it. And what's best for me is what, what I think what is I choose best. it to be. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a hard pill to swallow to understand that's the difference. Mm -hmm. And the other side of that, too, is mankind is in a constant state of rebellion against God. Yeah. You know, suffering should be expected. Sin is in the world. So just because I might be serving God f f uh, wholeheartedly, yeah. maybe our government isn't. Therefore, I'm suffering in such a way as to where I'm paying for somebody else's sin. Mm -hmm. Sin does not just not just it's not you. It's not just uh, impacting your life. Yeah. We're paying for other people's sins as well. You know, it's, it, it, but that's not God's fault. Right. You know, so yeah, hopefully with some of this, you're able to take, <laughs> take away it's so much. Things. We could do a whole series on this topic and just yeah. break down each, each, exactly. uh, so, whoa, it's probably a 
That was crazy. Was it the power? I don't think so. Did a plane fly I over? I think a plane flew over. If the or a really both, big bird. The lights flickered, but there's no lights. So but it was, was the sunlight <laughs> the sun <that> flickered. <laughs> so weird. So in closing, here would be my last thing to say is that with a Christian doctrine of sin and mankind, tragedies that make our jaw drop should not be surprising. Yeah. The, the, the Bible explains this very well. Yeah. So in all of our discussion, there's that bird there's again. The, the, the sun's flickering. Somebody didn't. Is the, so will you plug it in? energy is <laughs> lacking. So in your discussion with anybody who might not believe that there's a God, you know, try to see where they're coming from. Usually it's from a state of pain. Usually yeah. there's some hurts that they've experienced. So, so be compassionate to that person Yeah. and try to lead them to seek God themselves. You know, always try to end any of these discussions on, on the relationship that God wants mm-hmm. with them because that way it, you're still friends <laughs> Yeah. and it shows your heart. Yeah. I would say in closing, don't burn bridges, build bridges. Don't try to argue just for the sake of arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we want to see everyone come to know the Lord because it's the best life you could ever have. Mm-hmm. But for some people it takes time. It, takes just laying the foundation one brick at a time week mm-hmm. after week and i think the biggest part that we have to that we get to play in the biggest role is just being present for that person so that eventually when they need to open up they know where to turn that's right and then you can guide them because just like our verse of the week says In 2 Corinthians 4.4, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Someone who is a non-believer literally cannot comprehend what the believer thinks in faith and believes in faith. They are blinded, and it's not until the Holy Spirit reveals that truth to them that they're able to comprehend uh, the glory and beauty of God and the world because their eyes are closed and they're just thinking about, like we said earlier, what's best for them right. and what's best for them. When you tell them, Hey, drinking is bad. Sleeping around with people is toxic. These things are sinful. They know that inherently, but they can't comprehend why that's bad because it feels good. Yep. Yep. They just want to, people just want to justify the good. Because if you have some sort of moral code, you want the good to be justified. You want there to be truth and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just saying, that's not good. This is the truth. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love chicken wings but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with Wingredient. From 11 different flavors to choose from, their award-winning wing sauce makes it sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi, and it's customizable to your palate. Order today for your party at home or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Wingredient.com, award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. So, Dakota, I have a funny story. Uh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Tell me the title of this story. Maybe it'll excite our listeners, too. Pigeon story. (laughs) I'm so excited. In our shared document, um, and underneath our banana split, I have pigeon story. (laughs) So, kind of embarrassing story. We have all these pigeons around our house, and um, we've been shooting them with BB guns and airsoft Mm. guns for years. Just scare them, whatever. Every now and then you happen to kill one. But they, they poop all over. And they're oh, just annoying. Man. And they're just so annoying. But we have these, like, perches, you know, in our uh, truss. Yeah. You know, where they could just hang out. Yep. And so I've shot them with my uh, blow dart gun. And I don't recommend that because they're still alive. <laughs> like, you better just kill them quick. So, anyhow. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was, dude, I had, I think I had three blow darts in this one and it was still flying around i felt so bad oh yeah it was and it was like nothing it was like i bet it didn't even know anyways so i went out there with this bb gun one was one was uh cooing and i took the bb gun pistol pistol bb gun 
and I finally am getting accurate with it because I learned you got to aim a little high. Oh, sure. You got to aim a little high. And so I shot, nailed it. And like it, in the head? Um, I didn't know. All I know is it, it was like trying to fly. And so I was standing in the driveway and my neighbor's fence is behind me, but they have kind of this weird straw thing against their fence hmm. that kind of gives way a little bit. And so the bird was trying to take off and I, and I'm not like this, you know, like I, I feel bad for the stupid bird. Right. So, but it's like flying at me. This all happened like a moment. So boom, I shoot it. It's flipping around. Instincts kick in. Hits the straw fence and falls down the fence. Now here's the thing though, is our yard is like, like three or four feet higher than my neighbors. Because you're on the hill. Because I'm on the hill. Yeah. And they have the straw fence. So he hits the fence, falls in down like three feet. And their yard's like, yeah, lower down. So it's like the spot I can't get to. So I'm like, oh, no. So we had to go. <laughs> so we come back, and I'm like, hey, Mom, will you help me get this bird out, you know? So we peek over, and there it is perched up looking at me. <laughs> and like All I see is this big pigeon eye. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And it's one of those days where it's like 15 degrees out, and – I'm just not in the mood for this bird. But what do we do? Okay, so we get the shovel, trying to, like, scoop the stupid bird out of there. It gets even further down into this thorn bush area. So it's like, okay, we're just going to have to shoot it again. So I get the BB gun. Now, this is kind of a horrible story. should have brought out the... My my 9mm? Yeah. <laughs> or my AR? <laughs> the AR? <laughs> okay. So I'm like, it's just sitting... So... I, I'm like, I must not have shot it. So I'm as I'm trying to get it out of there, I see this this round blood hole oh in its chest. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know. How, I just must have not hit anything. Long story. I get the BB gun, shoot it again, and it, like, bounced off of it. What the? Yeah. So I'm like, what? So I shot it again, and then it's like it, like, curled in, but it's still alive. So I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not just gonna keep pounding it with these stupid BBs. Like Twenty rounds later. Dude, so I'm like, I just, I'm like, why won't you die? Right, like off Austin Powers. So then we finally get the neighbor. So he, so he comes out, and I'm like, dude, we can't get this bird out of your fence. I'm trying to sh- explain the whole story to him. So then it's still in there. So we're trying to get it out. It eventually falls all the way to the ground. He's like peeling away the straw trying to get this bird out he tried to grab it pulling it pulls out like nine feathers and this poor bird so finally it gets out into his yard it's like trying to walk away right and i'm like here take the pistol and so he shoots it twice and he goes what and it's just still walking away so i don't know if its back was made of armor it's a super bird dude and so they're evolving and proof I'm, that atheism yeah. is, is true <laughs> eventually we get it out of his yard and it scurries away and i think it died eventually oh but you don't know for sure i don't it's gonna come back you know i i've dreamt about okay i didn't dream about <laughs> it. but then i was like what do i do Do i smash it well, with a shovel you know i have this underlying yeah. fear of birds yes yeah, i i know that would haunt me yeah and so i know people are probably out there being like why didn't you just like chop its head off with the shovel or something oh yeah right no, I wouldn't be able to do that. And so then I thought the pigeons would leave because they're like, oh, no, one of ours has fallen. Ten minutes later, there's two of them in the perch just, oh, oh. That was a good – that was a good <laughs> – That was great. <laughs> so – Yeah. That's kind of the weird, embarrassing story that made me uncomfortable and I hated it. So – Yeah. Next time I'll get the 9 millimeter out. I don't have a problem killing bugs. <laughs> uh – and in Grand Theft Auto, I don't have a problem like running over <laughs> pets down crowds. and people. Yeah, I'm less excited about that pigeon story now. Yeah, it wasn't. Now that I'm fun. scared. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be talking. It's gonna know we're friends. That's right. It's gonna follow you. It's like almost dead. It looks like Tony Stark in uh, in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Or not far from home. Homecoming. No, yeah, far from home. When like he's seeing the visions of, of oh, Iron Man yeah. crawling out of the grave. That's a scary one. Ooh. And his name is John Cena. A walkout song of the week for this.
podcast episode is Astronaut in the Ocean by a Masked Wolf. What's cool is this is a great example of something we were talking about quite a few episodes ago, but about how music, especially modern music, yearns for God. And so throughout this song, he curses a couple times, but throughout the song, it is really heavily focused on God and even mentions God multiple times. But aside from that, it's also a straight banger. Banger. Better know I don't blame everything that I say. Man, I seen you deflate. Let me elevate. This ain't a prank. Have you walking on a plane? Both hands together. God, let me pray. I've been going right, right around. Call that relay. Pass the baton. Back to the mall. Swimming in the pool. Can't That's what's going on around the country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Mountain Force MMA. First time ever in Montana brings you its 24th and three years anniversary fight night on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021 in Helena, at their Civic Center, doors open at 6, the fights start at 7, and will last till about 10 p.m. I don't believe that. I bet they're going to go till like, 11. But, uh, yeah. Also, and, what does 24th and 3 years anniversary, does know, that mean 27? You know, that's a good question because... Are they celebrating 24? <laughs> like, this is our 24th anniversary and our three-year anniversary. There are six things that the Lord hates. No, seven that he detests. What? I didn't know where you were going. I thought you were like, this is the eighth thing that he detests. I'm glad you caught that too, because I just took this right from their website. Brings you its 24th and three years anniversary. (laughs) What? Maybe it's it's maybe it's the 24th third year anniversary. So really, it's it's like what 68, 70, or wait, 72. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense. Anyways, got a couple <laughs> friends fighting on this card. Sean Ibsen um, is fighting as well. Uh, a guy that's really helped out TFL a couple times. Isn't that the day before Easter? April 4th. Yeah, April 4th is Easter. So, yeah, what a great biblical representation, man, for fighters. Let's go. Yeah, they're about to be you know raised from the dead, man. Yeah, or put somebody in the grave. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> When you look into it, you got to look into it. Look uh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. So I mentioned this briefly during the podcast, but our look into it for this episode is Genesis is History. It's a pretty long documentary. It's like two and a half hours, so I would break it up into chunks personally, and it's built that way. It's just on YouTube? Uh, it's on YouTube, but I think it costs like a dollar or something. Oh. Um, I would recommend it. When it first came out, I saw it in theaters with my friend, and... The place was literally packed. We got the last two tickets. Obviously, this was way before COVID. And we walk in. We were probably the youngest people in the whole theater. Like, it was generally 50s, 60s. We walk in. We find the only two seats open. They're right next to each other. It, it was just packed. And uh, one time showing. And I bought it right after that because it is so cool. It walks through, like, historical facts. Uh, he talks with, like, a, a guy who studies, like, rabbi. What's what am I? What's the word I'm looking at? Rabbinical texts. Rabbinical? Is that a word? I don't know. Hebrew texts. Okay, yeah. And uh, they go to like, uh, um, they go to a scientist who studies uh, dinosaur bones where they find like live Tyrannosaurus. Not Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Man, I'm like so excited. I'm jumbling over my words. Uh, Fossils? Yes. Okay. I can't remember the dinosaur. I believe it's a uh, stegosaurus, okay. but I can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, they find living tissue inside the bones. Like, it's actually moving around. The hmm. cells are still. Hmm. And they go to, like, an aquarium and talk about the flood, and it's so cool. That's awesome. It's super oh. nerdy. I'll have to watch it, though. I like nerdy stuff. I'll watch it with you sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I'll let you look out. into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the next time you're free and... 24 in three years yeah yeah probably next year probably february next year let's hang out sound good oh sounds good man i'll pencil you in i, I rarely see dakota outside of friday mornings. friday mornings and sometimes sundays <laughs> but i yet i talk to you every day for yep. like an hour and a half yep exactly that's amazing how does that work uh, anyways genesis is history you know what else is history dakota this episode, this episode. <laughs> Uh, that's all we got for this episode. Hopefully you were able to take away some 
um, good things that make you think and kind of evaluate what you understand of your relationship with God, what, what you can evaluate, um, how you could be a better communicator and convey the truths of Scripture in such a way as to where anybody can understand them. That is our goal as Christ ambassadors is to be better and better ambassadors yeah. and represent. So we hope everybody has had a great day. Yeah. We'll be back for Crossroad Plus next week. Specifically, I will be back. <laughs> and, and we'll catch you <laughs> next time. Next time. I want to say a special thank you to our Purple Belt patrons, Isaiah, the Coffee Cup Rodriguez. <laughs> Jacob, the Nigerian Prince Duran. <laughs> the Australian Coastline, Kendra Carlson. Katie, the Zebra, Powell. The Cold Brew Steamer, Louis Lopez. Ooh. Again, you can get your name read in the credits in each and every episode by joining us at our Purple Belt level. And we'll catch you next time. Next time. Thank you so much for listening to Season 3 of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South for a day. Have a phenomenal day, and join us next time on Cross Choke. I have to plug in my computer once I forgot. <laughs> I just see the battery just... Here's a, here's a good one for you. Plug it in, plug it in. You know, what? what is the name of that brand? Uh, Nerf. <laughs> uh, life support. Oh, my. Yeah, toasters. Okay, that reminds me of a great pickup line. Are you a toaster? Because I'd love to take a bath with you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll probably cut this next part out, but... <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. Oh my goodness! So I uh, recently just wired a couple thousand dollars to Pakistan. Yeah, which sounds sound sound super shady. That reminds me of an enneagram post about each type, mm. and type two is the caring one, right? Right. And it was about Michael Scott quotes from The Office, your favorite show. Oh. <laughs> and so. Uh, anyways, he says, when a Nigerian prince asks you for money, you give him that money or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah. If I knew the reference, it'd probably be even funnier, but I'm, I'm surprised you don't. I've seen, <laughs> um, so my Pakistani friend just messaged me and was like, I don't even know what he said. We're, we're ordering geese from him. Did he so, ask you for more? more money no, he goes oh this isn't enough my friend no it's plenty it's plenty Mr. that's what friend. you that's what you tell him <laughs> but uh dakota what's up dude oh is that the end of that story <laughs> <laughs> no let me go back yeah <laughs> so anyhow we've ordered geese from this guy a couple times but for years he's been messaging me so as a you know if you put hashtag bjj on anything that you post it just is like a magnet for these like guys around the world ah. who have like sweatshops around the world that make geese nice and they're like hey sir i'd like to make some geese from you geese for you uh, at yeah. a really good price so but anyhow this guy that's been messaging me for years and years i was like okay if we ever order geese this guy has earned our business yeah because i even yelled at him once i'm like stop sending me stuff so he'll like send pictures of him posing in like different geese nope. and stuff and he's like has like different angles that's amazing it's really kind of awkward but anyhow, so I was like, hey, guess what? We're going to order some geese. What do I do? And he's like, oh. His customer service is like through the roof. So anyhow, we just he's did our He's DMing bird. you at 2 in the morning. It's dinging again. I mean, he's, he's messing me. Oh, this is him? Yeah. Oh. He's confirming um, TFL rash guards. So we're getting oh, geese. Oh, rashies. Rashies. Jake, so they have, <laughs> they have leg ones? What? I don't know. Leg rashies? Leg rashies. Uh, but... They're called, I think the slang is spats in the jiu-jitsu community. I've heard them called huh. spats, but Jake insists they're called leggings. <laughs> is that what they look like? <laughs> yeah, they just, you know, underarm. They're like really tight. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. But Jake would always call spats. them leggings. 
And I was like, dude, they're not leggings. Ladies wear leggings. That sounds so girly because there's another like girly form of uh, of clothing like that called Spanx. My coffee almost just came out of my nose. <laughs> there's another microphone gone. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> wow, that sounds rude. I don't think I got as much coffee as I should have gotten in my cup this morning. Unless you took a big drink of it, because you and I accidentally traded cups. No, I picked it up and it was really light. Yeah. It's like they gave you, like, way more foam. Yeah. Because when I, I'm like... Some people like the foam a lot. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, you know, why do I keep making those sounds? Probably somebody's like... Are you a Foley artist? Oh, a what? You should turn on Do Not Disturb. I'm... I'm, like, not even listening to you. I'm just chatting with this guy. <laughs> Almost all of what we just talked about is going to have to be cut out anyways. 